So if you haven't heard lately, presidential candidate Andrew Yang has been absolutely on fire lately in the polls. One poll put him as high as 8% nationally, which would make him the fourth leading Democratic presidential candidate at this point. Now this is this is huge because in front of them, the only real contestant or candidate to be president is Elizabeth Warren. That is the only person that right now that's truly rivaling Andrew Yang. And with this meteoric ascension to being one of the top presidential candidates, after four months being absolutely, basically unknown, there is really one person that can actually say that they played a absolutely crucial part in making Andrew Yang a serious contendant, a serious candidate and likely to win the presidential DNC nominee. That person, of course, has to be Joe Rogan. Now, Joe Rogan has one of the biggest podcasts in the world. You might remember him for fear, from Fear Factor, but right now his podcast does around like 4 million downloads an episode, 30 to 50 million downloads per month per podcast of a three hour podcast and around another 50 million plus views and watches on YouTube. Every month he has essentially 100 million plus listens of his podcast. Every month, 100 million, every single month. If a TV show comes out, that's 30 minutes or an hour comes out, and gets around two to four million views or watches in an episode, they're a literal smash hit. Like they are out of this world a hit. And Joe Rogan with only three employees has around four million watches slash listens to his podcast every three hour episode that he puts out. Absolutely mind-blowing and it was his three-hour interview with Andrew Yang that really introduced the world to this candidate that wanted to give a free a thousand dollars a month to every American citizen so if there was one person that could truly benefit from the I told you this guy was a legitimate candidate I told you this guy has some great policies if there's one person who could really take credit of that and really start to reward himself for the just the knowledge of the great Democratic candidate that would be Joe Rogan for giving him a chance on his podcast but this this is the genius of Joe Rogan and this is what makes him one of the greatest podcasters of all time because when he truly feels something he says it and he is the most unbiased person i have ever just heard in my life he has people on the right who listen to his podcast on the left who listen to his podcast he truly is uncoerced and able to basically say what's on his mind at all times so in a recent podcast that he did with fellow comedian mark normad i believe his name is mark came on talking about andrew yang and how he just loves and he really likes the candidate andrew yang and joe rogan instantly brought up a recent article that came about andrew yang about andrew yang talking about how he wants people to eat less meat now joe rogan was essentially uninformed on this topic 
but because he runs a podcast and he's actually just having a real conversation he was laying into andrew yang he was like wait 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 he wants people to stop eating meat altogether that that doesn't even make sense and joe rogan's a big 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 on the train of let's make rational health and nutrition decisions for other people let's not just go against you know the we hate meat bandwagon let's actually start talking about it so when he heard andrew yang talk about that he almost felt betrayed and he like let into him and he basically there's this clip that he put on his channel uh it's basically joe rogan on andrew yang's vegetarianism stance and i'll play a bit of that for you now yeah you know? and even that An andrew yang guy like talking about getting people to stop eating meat like that hey no yeah no, come on stop you can't. That's what I liked about him. He was analytical. Yeah. He was just, let's fix this problem well, that's th that's broken. He probably be believes that that's uh, key to making the world a better place. All right. I think there's a lot of people that would argue against that. I think if he sat down with those people and had a debate, I don't think he'd do well. And as you can see at this point, Joe Rogan is just like almost just not a fan. He is so insulted by um, what he thinks Andrew Yang said. Now, of course, Andrew Yang was on basically a climate change panel which when I ran an hour, I actually watched it, and there was a bunch of questions pertaining to veganism and the meat industry and how cows have this huge carbon footprint. So if we ate less beef, we could all lower you know, the, our carbon footprint. And when you watch these videos, like the questions that they were asking Andrew Yang were extremely leading. They were basically, to really paraphrase what they're asking Andrew Yang, they're basically saying, look, we need to stop eating meat. Andrew Yang, how do we stop eating meat? And they must have asked them like three variations of this question. One was from the moderator themselves. One was from a girl. And I believe the other third one was from another girl. And Andrew Yang dropped the famous line. Well, according to a study, if we all stop eating meat today, we could drop global carbon emissions by a lot, a lot, a lot. But then right back into it, he followed up by talking about the autonomy of Americans and how one of the great things about this country was choice. He essentially, with every answer he gave, whether it was one where he's saying, okay, if there's a huge carbon emission on cows or farms are creating huge carbon footprints, then like anything else, maybe we should start introducing a carbon tax that reflects the carbon footprint of having huge carbon emissions. Essentially, like any politician would do is he hedged his answers, trying to appeal to the vegetarianism, trying to appeal to the climate change enthusiasts, and also trying to appeal to his overall general fan base that of course has a bunch of meat eaters in it and is not essentially trying to say, I want everyone to not eat meat because Andrew Yang himself eats meats. He's been caught doing it a lot of times. He's not a secret vegetarian. He eats meat himself. He's not necessarily trying to get this out of his diet. So to see Joe Rogan have such a strong take on something that he's not truly informed about is really is really the crux of what makes Joe Rogan's podcast so successful. And that, my friends, is because he's not afraid to be wrong. Hi, my name is Fly Stewie. You're listening to the Uneducated Investor Podcast. Feel free to leave a like, subscribe, because of course these videos take a long time to make. And let's get better at business and investing together. This is a podcast where we connect investing to pop culture, and we do multiple videos per week. So make sure you leave a subscribe, hit that notification bell, and let's get back right into it, Flight Crew. Now, Joe Rogan's podcast and his fans 
barely ever turn on him. And in that video on Joe Rogan's stance on Andrew Yang's vegetarianism, it has one of the most highest dislike ratios of any Joe Rogan video that he's ever put out. The power of Joe Rogan is that he created Andrew Yang's crazy hype and out of his own fan base, they have taken the side of Andrew Yang over Joe Rogan on an issue. Now, the only way you really build a fan base like this is if you never pander to an audience, you always encourage open mindedness and thinking, critical thinking, and you build a general audience of people who truly listen and aren't just spewing and thinking about facts that they've been fed from propaganda points. Joe Rogan has an audience of people who are real, truly critical thinkers and aren't afraid to disagree with Joe Rogan on a bunch of different things. So while most podcasts and while most YouTube channels really, you know, they thrive on the guests they bring, Joe Rogan actually thrives on the ideas he brings and his personality and being able to really indulge and get in there and find out what makes this person unique, special, and really bring that out in the interview. And when his channel and his audience and his fan base really start challenging what he does, he's not afraid to say that he was wrong. Case in point, in his first appearance of Twitter CEO coming on the podcast and talking about why Twitter is essentially banning right-winged politicians and not essentially having that same sternness and strictness to the left-sided political figures on Twitter. When Joe Rogan wasn't pushing back on the Twitter CEO's answers and responses to why so much right-winged political figures were getting banned on Twitter, his audience and fan base let Joe have it and said he really needs to get to this issue and ask the Twitter CEO why on earth is this unfair censorship happening to the right-sided politicians. In the future, he got the Twitter CEO back on to have that interview again, and this time brought out Tim Pool. the Twitter CEO brought out a lawyer, and they really hashed out the biggest concerns and critiques that a lot of Twitter users were seeing by the silencing of right-winged politicians. Now this interview can only happen if Joe Rogan is someone who is not afraid to admit when he is wrong. And Joe Rogan's overall feel of just always wanting to be real and tell the truth and be responsible is the reason why so many people gravitate towards him. and. In the appearance of someone who's a little outside, a little bit, mm, I guess, full of themselves or not essentially being honest. And because Joe Rogan is such a real dude, there is nothing more hilarious when someone who presents ideas that are BS or someone who presents thoughts and opinions that are just a little too full of themselves. It is no, it is so funny when they come on his podcast because Joe Rogan is just extremely quick at calling them out on their BS or becomes extremely evident to his audience that they are just not necessarily mm, all they're cracked up to be. Two case in points, these are two of my favorite videos. Uh, the first one is with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Try to find all the times that he interrupts Joe Rogan. You can literally see the visible frustration on his face in this video. So, but it's not our land. It's we, you know. It so specifically, <laughs> these things have to Europeans take place. didn't come to Hawaii and find find. Wh why is that any different? Probably larger volume, right? Possibly, but so what? If it's economic, you just do it. 
Right. And if the battery's the all at the bottom of the car, and you, it's go like NASCAR, you run it. Seems like video uh, tricks. That, yeah, yeah, that that's seems like great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of. But like, but in Harry Potter, the 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 the. What's that cloak? Now, one of my second favorite ones is, of course, when Adam ruins everything comes on and really starts to try to talk about transgenders and, you know, their role in sports. And Joe Rogan, really passionate about this, you know, this talking points, really comes down and gives a thoughtful response. And um, one thing is, you know, you're postulating uh, a particular person who decided to transition uh, at the age of 30, right? Mm -hmm. And they were very big and strong before, right? And they decided to transition. Now, that is a type of person that exists, right? Um, I think over the next certainly 30 years, we're going to see, you know, uh, now that uh, people are starting to understand that being trans is just a way that people are, right? They're just people who are trans, you know, and this is something that we're going to accept and support, right? You're seeing folks tra uh, transition much, much earlier age, you know? Um, uh, well, there's a, but then and, and, and so if someone is, if someone is, you know, transitioning from the age of like, you know, seven years old, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, working with those hormones, you know, uh, from that age, right? They're not going to have, you know, the, their body situation can be very different than the one that you, that, that you postulated. Right. We're in such new territory here. Yeah, right. Well, we certainly are. And we particularly we just scratched upon the idea of kids transitioning in a very early age. I mean, there's been more scientific evidence that points that if kids don't do that, then they, when they wanted to be trans at an early age, they just become gay men and that there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, there's no reason to give kids hormones and there's no reason to decide before a person's frontal lobe is completely, fu completely fully developed, which doesn't even take place till like 25. Kid, people don't know who they are. You, a seven-year-old, you you won't even people don't even give their seven-year-old phones. You don't let them vote. You're gonna let them decide what sex they're going to be for you the rest the, of their life. The the research that I've seen, it's kind of hard to watch for Adam's side, but it's really funny to watch if you're a Joe Rogan fan. So you can start to see why Joe Rogan attracts a huge audience and why his audience is overall loyal to him and why he's doing around a hundred million listeners per month. But this is the Uneducated Investor Podcast. Us as people who want to start our own podcast or people who you know are curious about business want to know how much does Joe Rogan really make from this podcast? And it's estimated he makes anywhere from 25 million to 50 million dollars per year from this podcast. But I'm here to tell you guys that Joe Rogan is making a billion dollars from this podcast but that breakdown my friends flight crew is for a different video so question flight crew have you heard joe rogan's podcast before what are your overall thoughts about podcasting in general and let me know is joe rogan going to do a follow-up interview with andrew yang to clear this andrew yang versus joe rogan beef up let me know in the comment section below, Flight Crew. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. Why is that? That is because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning, baby. The Uneducated Investor Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and like and like and subscribe. Do that so I know it's real. And we, Flight Crew, bam, we have to take off, baby. What's up, Flake Crew? 
This is Fly Stewie once again from Instagram and YouTube. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to give a five-star review on iTunes and Stitcher. This really helps against the algorithm. It really helps get the podcast out there. So please, I humbly ask you guys, leave a five-star review and always make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether that's Stitcher, Spotify, or iTunes. Thank you for listening, Flight Crew, and we have to take off.